Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. My apologies for the dead silence for a good week or so, but there were a lot of things going on on my end, and I don't want to let you guys down, but sometimes you understand how priorities go, especially when you have some personal matters to attend to. Needless to say, we are back. And we are back with a vengeance today with our good friend, David Bain. Let me tell you guys about David. David helps marketers stay up to date with the latest tools, tactics, and technologies through his books, podcasts, and digital services, helping them to cut through the noise and focus on what shifts the needle. Find more about David's books, podcasts, and digital services over at marketingnowbook.com. How are you today, David? I'm very good indeed, Brian. Thank you so much for asking me on. Great to be here. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. And you came very well recommended through a mutual friend. And um, hopefully, I live up to that, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was great. Um, it was very cool. And at the recording of this podcast, we actually just uh, got together yesterday. It was pretty crazy. Our, our mutual Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, you, you introduced me with the website, marketingnowbook.com. I just want to say to the listener, just in case they check it out very soon, it's not quite live yet. It's going to be live very soon indeed. Um, so if they can't see it, um, just have a look at my LinkedIn handle. You can just find me, David Bain, on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And we'll post all of the relevant links and the coming soon warnings and all of that at the bottom <laughs> of the show notes for everybody. So David, I mean, you've done all sorts of amazing things on the internet. I love your pedigree. And I know today we were going to talk a lot about, and in a short amount of time, since we only have a good 12 to 13 minutes left, sure. six probably not so easy steps from starting a podcast to publishing a book. What can you tell us about that? Because I feel wow. like so many people want to start a podcast and then they try, they do an episode, then they give up and everybody thinks about making a book. Should I do it? Is it too much work? I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. But you get out of that noise. So how do you start, man? Well, you know yourself, Brian, that it is a lot of work, certainly to do a decent job out of it. And I, and I love the fact that you do things like have the different speakers or the guest and the host on different tracks as well, just upping the audio quality and thinking about things like that. Because the reality is nowadays, for most businesses, your key competitors aren't necessarily who you think they are. So it's not necessarily companies that are selling the same products and services that you sell. It's potentially even companies like Netflix, companies like the BBC, companies that are taking the consumer's time away from your content that you're publishing out there. So what I'm trying to say is the quality of the content that you publish nowadays needs to compete with those kind of media players out there. And it's a challenge to get there. Um, but you know, I've got the six-step process, as you alluded to, um, from starting a podcast to uh, publishing a book. And the reason that I recommend people to go through that is quite simply a lot of publishers focus on things like maybe live streaming to begin with. And they get to a stage where they're live streaming. They haven't prepped a lot of content. They haven't structured things correctly. They haven't focused on their audio to begin with. They're not comfortable looking into the camera. So they haven't gone through the process um, necessary to really become 
a decent standard, a reasonable standard at producing the content. And therefore, when the consumer watches that content, then they're going to switch off from it quite quickly. And they're going to return to uh, the platforms that are producing the traditional high quality content. So so that's kind of the preface to the, the six steps. Very smart. And to back up a second, I realize I didn't say the name of our mutual friend. So that's not fair. Big shout out to Jason Barnard, who I got to hang out yesterday um, at Global Marketing Day by SEM Rush. So a uh, wonderful group of folks and really grateful to Jason for bringing you in. And yeah, I totally hear you, man. I would say in some of my own words, sometimes we as marketers, we are our, our worst enemies, right? So we start and we don't believe in ourselves and we don't invest the $100 or whatever measly thing to just go get a little better light, a little better sound, a little better video. None of these things are hard. None of these things are that expensive. I mean, you could go full somatic theatrical production or whatever. We're not talking about being a Pixar or whatever. We're just talking about competing with a lot of these places. And the bigger brands are just people like us, right? They're not that much more sophisticated always because just because you have an enormous company doesn't mean everyone there is focusing on this kind of stuff. Absolutely. I'm not talking about spending thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, certainly to begin with on the equipment that you have. I mean, step one is start an interview based audio podcast using basic audio equipment. And you, you're talking about $50. That's all it costs to buy something like an ATR 2100. Um, that, that's a starter mic that I might, uh, I really like, I, I recommend a dynamic mic to begin with. The reason I like that is because it's got a really small sweet spot. So you want the microphone to be about four inches away from your mouth you want a windshield on top of that and you want a stand but all of that together maybe 75 dollars something like that and if you have that the advantage with that is if you're in a room that has a bit of background noise a bit of computer noise um air conditioner whatever going on then it's unlikely to pick that up or it's not going to pick that up as much as well so it's a fairly forgiving microphone as long as if you keep it in the right place and if you use that combined with maybe skype we're using Zencaster just now um, or something else to actually record your audio. You get free software that connects with Skype to do that. That's all you need to start off with. You know, it's start an interview-based show, have good discussions with people with that equipment. You'll then find your voice. You'll get comfortable with the content that you're trying to produce and you, you can move on um, after that stage. Great advice, man. And I would say the majority of people that are listening probably are not producing the content. Maybe we should spend another moment just talking talking about not to get super technical because that just gets boring to people and then they feel stupid. But could you just explain a little bit more about the mic, the type of mic you said, and then the equipment surrounding the mic, just so they understand so how big a difference is yeah. it for people? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm a couple of microphones I'd recommend to begin with. One is the ATR2100. It's um, it's called a dynamic microphone. So it's a, a, a certain type of microphone that has a fairly small sweet spot. And what that means is that um, you need to be relatively close to it, not right on it. But um, you don't have that microphone too far away. Otherwise, it's not going to pick you up correctly. But it's the kind of microphone that is really forgiving if you're in a non-professional environment. Another microphone that's quite similar is the Samsung Samsung Q2U. So if you're in the UK, you'll probably buy the Samsung microphone. If you're in the, the, the States, you'll probably buy the ATR microphone. 
Um, but either way, it's it's roughly the same price. Just make sure you have a stand and a and a windshield or windscreen, depending on what version of English you speak, <laughs> and that just pops uh, on top of the microphone. And then keep just just get going with things. You know, have conversations with people, record things. You'll never get your podcast right to begin with. You, you want to start, but you want to start at a reasonable level, and I think that's got a a, a decent place to start off from. You know, after that, I mean. Step two that I'm talking about is about enhancing your audio quality. You can perhaps move up your microphone quality after that. I'm talking through an Electrovoice RE20 microphone. So it's a bit more of a professional microphone. Uh, it's still a dynamic microphone, so it's still forgiving in terms of environment, but um, it produces a little bit more of a warmer sound. And I've got that through a voice processor. A voice processor I'm using is called the Art Voice Channel. And that just adds a little bit of what's called compression, um, a, a little, a few other notes on, you know, a treble or a bass, taking out mid-level. Now, saying things like that um, is too complicated to start with you know don't focus on things like that don't research things like that before you start publishing otherwise you're not going to get going you're just going to get your yourself focused on equipment rather than actually the content that you need to produce no doubt perfect is the enemy of the good mm. and um everything you've recommended i am probably a few steps away from it as well so we're not even 50 episodes in yeah. i'm pretty new to podcasting i only started back in november of last year and it's not a huge podcast. I don't pretend to be an expert podcaster. And everybody's like, wow, how are you so good at it? It's like, well, I've been a guest forever and I know all the things that I don't like. And I just basically made a big manifesto list of everything I didn't like. And I started a podcast and yeah. everybody likes my voice and listening to me. Um, just for the record, I'm using a blue condenser mic. I think it sounds pretty good. It's very portable. I can bring it with me everywhere. Uh, it might not be the best pro thing in the world, but it, it holds its own and it's very inexpensive, probably it, it, 50 bucks or so. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a nice, un, you know, forgiving microphone. So you, you can have it um, anywhere in the room uh, or you can have it relatively close to you. And your computer is probably going to do the work to do the amplification and make sure that you sound reasonable. It's actually a really good microphone for webinars as well, um, because quite often when you join a webinar, it's on YouTube or it's on another streaming platform and they'll just um, take a microphone that's that's plugged into the USB and then they'll amplify it and they'll do a little bit of compression and change the audio quality just to optimize it. So um, streaming platforms like YouTube do a great job with USB type microphones. Um, the, that, that's another advantage actually with uh, the two microphones that I was talking about earlier on, um, like mm -hmm. the ATR2100 Samsung Q2U. They've got two connections at the bottom. They've got a USB and they've got an XLR connection. So the USB connection obviously just plugs directly into a computer and that's really right. easy to connect. The XLR connection is something you'd plug directly into an audio interface or a mixer. So that means that the microphone can grow with you and as you do try and improve your audio quality over time, um, then you can keep your microphone for a bit as well. Wonderful. Hopefully I'll get there one of these days. I would spend all day geeking out on this stuff. I want to be mindful of time. And since we've spent so much time on podcast tech, which yeah. I think is the first time we've actually spent any time on podcast tech on this podcast. So I appreciate that. Let's switch over to the book. So how do you transition talking to people about podcasts into a book, or if you'd like to just kind of answer that with what the book is all about 
and why people should be writing books. I think that's, we could go from there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I tend to get passionate about topics I can talk a lot of time about. And as you should, topics. man. As you should. Um, but you know, let's kind of race through just the other steps and kind of that leads up to the book. So step three is actually recording your podcast on pre-recorded video. Um, so I recommend people perhaps use Skype or something, but if you're using pre-recorded video, you don't have an audio, uh, you don't have an audience, sorry, in front of you. So it means that you're not pressurized. You can re-record things if necessary, but you get comfortable looking into a camera. A camera that I recommend is called the Logitech C920. That's a great starter camera to get. Step four is using live streamed video to record. So then you're moving into LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, and um, those are great platforms. The challenge with doing it live is obviously you don't want to be making as many mistakes, but also you want to be, if possible, doing it in front of a live audience and interacting with a live audience's comments. So that takes another skill set. And unless you've gone through the steps of getting your audio quality to a reasonable level and making sure you're reasonably comfortable looking into a camera, then you're not going to be quite as good at producing that live live stream video. Step five is moving on to producing an online summit. Now, taking uh, all of your guests that you've interviewed previously and asking them, would you like to appear on a live summit with me? And so I've hosted loads of eight-hour live summits before with as many as 120 different marketers on the same show once every few minutes. You know, a real challenge to arrange. But because I've made all those contacts through the podcast, I've been able to produce the live summit. And then the content in the live summit is what I've used to produce the book. Eight hours, you know, of live content produces um, roughly sixty thousand words. Now, all these words, of course, need to be highly edited, and to be honest with you, it's just as much work as writing a book out yourself. But I've taken the advice of 134 different marketers that I've interviewed, and I've distilled it down, um, you know, into a book, and and really changed a lot of what they've written, you know, with their permission to make it more readable. And then I'm going to do a big other live stream uh, to launch this book, which is going to be called Marketing Now on the 10th of December. And it's going to be on the website marketingnow.com, marketingnowbook.com, sorry. I think that's a brilliantly architected sort of a thing. I think a lot of people, they just, they're always chasing the shiny new thing and they never think about how everything interoperates. So people, mm. they don't show up, they're not consistent, they don't plan. And they, and the last piece that crowns it and makes me insanely upset is they just, they don't connect it. It's like people are just professional noisemakers. People don't know what they do. They haven't built yeah. an audience. They haven't gained that comfort. They don't have the tech and they, they don't have the comfort level of looking into the little magic eye and the little light. It's crazy. So I totally hear you on that. That's that's brilliant, man. And certainly I'm sure it helps when you talk to over a hundred different marketers and get all their two cents. So everybody sees the world a little bit differently, but we all have our own blind spots. So in the it looks like we're actually out of time. So where can everybody go and find you out there on the internet, man? Well, the website will be up very, very soon called marketingnowbook.com. If it's not up, please just connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, just search for David Bain on LinkedIn. It's just slash in slash David Bain on LinkedIn. Fabulous, man. You've been a wonderful guest. Can't wait for this to go live. I really would love to gain from all of your experience and have greatly enjoyed your time on the show today. Thank you again. Thanks, Brian. It was great to be on.